Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. Well, well, well. The impossible has become the reality. The unimaginable has become the world we're living in. That's right. For the first time in 32 years, the Detroit Lions have won a playoff game. I've dreamed for so long of this night and what it would look like when it would come. Would the Lions actually be able to win a playoff game? And man, this was the year. Everything was leading up to it. There was a plan. There was growth. And it all led to winning a division, hosting a playoff game, and winning a playoff game. Last Sunday night, my dreams finally came true. The Lions, they had to play the Rams, a tough team, a team nobody really wanted to play, and but they got them at home. Would this change anything? Would they be able to get their win? Man, was I thrilled when the Lions held on and won by a singular point in a game that, honestly, the Lions may have lost in years past. The same old Lions may have lost, but we've talked about for how many weeks on this podcast that these are not your father's or your grandfather's Lions. These are not the same old Lions. These are the brand new Lions. And this Rams game was just another example of that. In a game where you don't play your best in the second half, you give the other team opportunities where the defense is going to have to stand up. What? The defense is going to have to stand up? This isn't going to end well. What do you think happens? That's right. You get a couple stops. You get a couple first downs when it really matters to seal the game from the offense, and the Lions end up victorious. 65,000 strong in forward field, collectively losing their minds. Everyone's crying. Everyone's cheering. It's a magical scene in Detroit. And Detroit, I'll say it, Michigan sports is back. Detroit is back. The Lions made a statement. They're here to stay. They are a good football team. I haven't been scared to say it all years long that the Lions are a good football team. Let's quickly recap the game, some of the important plays, some things that happened that I have to address. And let's just start right at the beginning. Three straight touchdowns for the Lions offense. It looked like, wow, could this actually turn into an easy victory? Can the defense stand up one time? And no, they didn't make it an easy win, but the offense looked like they were humming in the first half and they are playing very well. The offensive line was really establishing themselves in the run and the pass game. Everything was working so well in those first few drives. I do want to draw attention. They had a fourth and goal from the one-yard line for their third touchdown. And instead of ro- rolling out, you know, Aminara St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs, the, Ben Johnson decided to get cute. He went with Dan Skipper, David Montgomery, Jason Cabinda, Brock Wright, and Sam Laporta. Man, what is he doing? Why are we going to the big people? And then he splits them out wide. But what do you know? Sam Lepore, a touchdown. A stroke of genius from Ben Johnson. This was a risky play call. If it doesn't work, people are questioning you. Why isn't, say, Brown and Gibbs and Jamison on the field? But Ben Johnson knew what he was doing. He wanted the Rams to match that personnel, and he got Michael Hoyt on Sam Laporta with a lot of protection. Yeah, this was always a touchdown for the Lions. I do want to call out another scheming thing that Ben Johnson did. Michael Hoyt, for some reason, the former defensive tackle, was playing a lot of coverage edge linebacker, and the Lions continually put him in coverage many times against some of their best players. This was never going to end well for the Rams. They've done it all year. I'm not really sure why, but I believe he gave up six catches all for first downs. This was the kind of scheming game playing needed in a close game to pull it out for the Lions. Quickly, let's talk about the defense. Man, I thought the defense was close. There was some third and mediums, a third and long given up, a fourth down given up, some long touchdowns given up. Like, if they're able to just get off the field on one or two of these third downs, stop a fourth down, not just give up wide open touchdowns, the defense can play well. And hey, they only gave up 23 points. I think it's right there for the defense. The much maligned defense is 
playing better than people give it credit for. I know it's not good. I, I never thought it was good, but I think the potential is there. It, it seems like they gave up a lot to the Rams, and it was only 23 points. This is interesting. How can you give up so many yards and not give up that many points? They didn't even have any turnovers this game, but I think it's something about some great about some adjustments that can be made and that they will fight. They're not the most talented group, but they'll absolutely fight. Also, talked about last week, special teams could come into play. And man, I thought it'd be more by the Rams making some errors, and they didn't really, but the Lions played really well. Jack Fox had a couple absolute bombs of punts to drive the Rams back, knowing that you give up a few first downs. It's very important to drive the team back and make them start from their own 10, 5-yard line. Also, Michael Badgley. The Lions have had kicker problems all year, and here comes Michael Badgley making three extra points and a 54-yard field goal. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen a kicker make it from that far for the Lions, right down the middle. This was exciting. I didn't expect Badgley to have such a good game, but, man, we needed every single point. And, man, I was fired up. I was so excited. I didn't know what I would feel like, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell if this was real or not. I was overwhelmed with emotion, not something that happens very often, but I've dreamed of what it will feel like when the Lions do win a playoff game, and they finally did it. And man, was I thrilled. The only thing that would make it better is if the Lions could somehow get another home playoff game. And what do you know? The Cowboys lose, and the Lions get another home playoff game against either the winner of the Eagles or the Bucks game. And oof, watching that game, the Eagles didn't want to be there anymore, so here come the Tampa Bay Bucks, Six-point favorites at home for the Detroit Lions. There's a lot of narratives going into this game. It's an obvious letdown spot. Well, the season was a success for the Lions. They won their playoff game, and that's about all they need. But we've talked about these letdown spots a lot for the Lions, and they haven't come to fruition. Campbell gets the boys ready to go. Also, the Bucks blitzed a lot against the Eagles, and were getting all sorts of pressure. I've heard people say, well, the Bucks aren't a good matchup anymore for the Lions because they're just going to blitz and get a lot of pressure on Goff, and we've seen what happens to Goff under pressure. And I'll say, that's true. If you can put Goff under pressure, that's bad. But the thing that people aren't thinking is blitzing doesn't equate to pressure. The Lions faced the Vikings twice in two of the last three weeks, one of the best blitzing teams in the league. And Jared Goff destroyed them. Their blitzing didn't work. They weren't able to get pressure. The Lions were able to use their playmakers to get people in space and, and get the offense moving. That's what I think is going to happen here. I think they're going to try to blitz some, not as much as against the Eagles, but it's not going to work as well. The Lions are going to have a proper offensive scheme and get the athletes in space, get everyone the ball, get the playmakers involved, and they're going to be able to score plenty of points. They did play earlier in the year. The Lions won 20-6, and honestly, a pretty ugly game. They couldn't really run the ball, so they relied on Jared Goff to throw it a lot. This is going to be interesting. They had a lot of injuries back in Week 6, I believe, is when they played, but now they're honestly the healthiest they've been. James Houston may or may not be activated today. We'll see. C.J. Gardner-Johnson has been playing for a couple weeks now. The whole offensive line is healthy. Sam Laporta looks to be good to go. Khalif Raymond's the only guy who's truly questionable, may or may not play, but Diamonds Peoples-Jones can handle punt returns, I believe. This, to me, this is a big win for the Lions. You get your second home game, you're playing in the division round, and you get the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are that good. I think they'll, of course, have their big passing plays to Evans and Godwin, but ultimately, I think the Lions win by 10 points. That's what I'm kind of thinking. A comfortable win that's stressful for a little bit, but they can pull away and seal it and head to the NFC Championship game. Quickly, let's talk about the rest of the playoffs. Let's start Saturday afternoon. C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans get to travel to Baltimore and take on the Ravens. Wow, C.J. Stroud, he was cooking in his first playoff game. Why was I doubting C.J. Stroud? I'm the C.J. Stroud guy. Am I a fraud? Do I not really believe what I'm saying? But consider me impressed that Stroud was able to turn some of these big plays into points. 
I talked about how sometimes it can happen where they get into these lulls, but it seemed like Bobby Slowick and the Texans let him throw a little bit more. And then, of course, a Joe Flacco implosion always around the corner is kind of what happened in that game. And now they get the Ravens. Lamar hasn't been the greatest in the playoffs. He hasn't had a ton of experience and he hasn't been the one seed before, but I think the Texans give the Ravens a tougher game than people are expecting. Having a good quarterback is just such a cheat code that I think Stroud will keep it closer than people think. The Texans are playing well. They're starting to get healthy a little bit more. I did see that Laramie Tunsil got hurt last week. Not sure exactly what his status is, but he will be important. But continuing to get Will Anderson healthy, I think the Texans will give the Ravens a run. Ultimately, the Ravens are going to get it done. Saturday night, we have the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. What? The Green Bay Packers in the second round? What happened in that Dallas game? Honestly, what a game to watch. Not only did the Packers play, I'd say, about their A-minus game very well, the Cowboys had an absolute self-implosion, and you turned into this game where the Packers absolutely routed the Cowboys. Wow, the NFC North just dominating the NFC East, just like everyone predicted. But I'm not exactly sure what to make of the Packers. Jordan Loves makes... Some really good plays, and at the same time, it looks like the other team is just leaving people wide open. What's up with the Packers' defense? How can they go from being so bad to so good? Why didn't they just call these good plays before? Hmm, but San Francisco is a tough task. In San Francisco, this game could get out of hand quick. If the 49ers are going right, I think they dominate. But there's this Brock Purdy issue, this issue that I don't trust Brock Purdy. I'm a long-standing Brock Purdy hater, not complete hater, but I just don't think he's that great. To me, this is a really interesting game, not only because it's going to come down to the Packers' offense against the 49ers' defense, who can be exposed on the back end, but that defensive line is monstrous. I think it'll be interesting to see if Brock Perry can slice and dice this Packers' defense. My expectation is that the 49ers' offense gets moving, gets a lot of points, and the revamped Packers' defense isn't that good, but we'll see. I would take the 49ers to cover. I think it's 10 points. I think they they do play well, but the Packers, are they a team to contend with? We'll have to see going forward, but they certainly have a lot of good young pieces. We've already talked about the Lions game and the big win that's incoming to Ford Field for two in a row playoff wins. Wow, what a scene that will be in Detroit. Let's go to Sunday night. Chiefs, Bills. Seems like we get this every year, except it's in Buffalo. One of my teams, the early preseason prediction of the Bills making the Super Bowl, the hope is now alive. The path to the Super Bowl is right there. They got the Steelers in the first round, had no problem with them, and now they get the Chiefs. Can Josh Allen play turnover-free, mistake-free football? He can even make a mistake or two. Just got to keep those big plays coming. The Chiefs, I feel like everyone just assumes they flipped the switch because they beat up on a bad Miami team in negative 24-degree weather. But we have to remember, the Chiefs haven't been playing that well coming into the game. They can be exposed by a good team. I think the Bills get it done, finally get over the hump of the Chiefs. They are slight favorites at home saying that these teams are about even. I think the Bills get it done and take another step towards the Super Bowl and that the Lions and Bills, my picks, and teams I'm cheering for in the NFC and the AFC make it to their respective championship games. That's all I got for this week. I can't wait for next week's show. This has been the greatest sports week of my life. I'm not sure how it could get much better. Michigan wins a national championship. Lions win a playoff game. The only thing that could get better is if the Lions win the divisional round. That's what they have the chance to do inside Ford Field. They have a chance to continue to prove that these are the brand new Lions. This is the team that everyone has been waiting for. Dan Campbell is the boys ready. It's all about grit. It's all about toughness. It's all about winning games. Winning ugly. That's what we like. Putting a W on the scorecard and not caring about any else. All you got to do is score more points than the other team, and I believe the Lions do that this week in a big win against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Light Deutscher Show. Leave a rating and a review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out, and we'll talk next week.